0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. We have a pretty special topic this week, as it is Mother's Day here in the United States. And so we are going to take this week to talk about Marvelous Moms. For this episode, it is just me. This is Joe. Things are getting pretty crazy with the other hosts' schedules. But I do have another special guest with me today, and... While celebrating Mother's Day, I have my own Marvelous Mom. Say hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe's Mom. I'm Jean.
0: My mom (laughs) apparently makes dad jokes. Interesting. (laughs) So Marvel actually released a list of the, well, of Marvelous Moms. And so we went through that list. We found out which ones my mom actually knew about because I am the comic Nerd in the family.
1: What I know about Marvel I've learned from Joe.
0: (laughs) Um, So we went to that list, picked up the ones that my mom knew, and added some that she would be more familiar with. So we have a list of ten? Ten. Ten Marvel moms that we're going to go through. And right after the opening credit thing, whatever you want to call it, we'll start talking about that.
2: Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy.
0: And we're back. So who is the first Marvel mom on the Marvelous Mom list?
1: Before I say who's first, I want to clarify that these are not our favorites in order. It's just how the list came out on Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah. Good. These aren't ranked at all.
1: Right. So the first one is Invisible Woman. Some may know her as... The wife to Mister Fantastic. And Do you know her name? <laughs> um, Sue, Susan, Sue, yeah. Sue. Yeah, yeah Sue. Storm. Woo, woo me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I only know this from Fantastic Four. <laughs> the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got to clarify, movie, not comic. Yeah. So they had two children, a uh, boy and a girl. Uh, is Franklin is the boy? Is he the oldest? Yeah, okay, And I guess you described him as a mutant, a powerful mutant,
0: yeah, he's so he was born with powers I don't know if some extra force gave him powers or if he was born with them, but I think he was born with them, which would classify him as a mutant. I or would think
1: could it be from the nuclear explosion in outer space? It just it could be, you know fused to his ever fiber of being
0: it could be but i like mutants so we're gonna call him mutant
1: and then there's valeria Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who um we did a quick google search of that character and i came up with name origins where you came up with actual uh personality
0: because i used my marvel app (laughs) Because I have one of those.
1: We did find out that Valeria means very strong, powerful, so I guess her being very intelligent like her father would classify her name.
0: Yeah, so Valeria doesn't have any powers that I found. She's just very intelligent, like super intelligent, even though she's only like six or maybe a little older at this point, but she's, she's not, she's still a kid and she's very smart.
1: So while we're talking about very intelligent people and marvelous people, we're, we still have Tony Stark on our brain. Where would she be as far as intelligence level with Tony Stark?
0: Much smarter. Okay. Yeah.
1: So way over the top.
0: Yeah. Um, also Franklin Richards, uh, he's, he has these like extra dimensional powers. So I'm going to go into a little bit of the comic background for Franklin because I don't read a lot of Fantastic Four, but uh, Franklin Richards was heavily involved in the Onslaught series, which, which involved X-Men. And because comics are tangled and twisted and complicated, I have to go back pretty far. But Onslaught is a merging of Professor Xavier's dark thoughts and Magneto's psyche into one being. So it had Magneto's magnetic powers and Xavier's uh, telepathy.
1: This is Franklin.
0: No, this is Onslaught. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) But
0: in order for Onslaught to become like an actual being and try to do whatever he wanted to do, he used Franklin. He went to Franklin, who was like a three-year-old kid and kind of like manipulated Franklin to help Onslaught come into Mm -hmm. power because that's how powerful Franklin is. (laughs) Okay. So with that, how good of a mom do you think the Invisible Woman would be
1: before before she had kids, or knowing or what is. I know?
0: How good of a mother is she?
1: Um,
0: Based off the comics or the movies, she doesn't have kids in the movies, but
1: right, she doesn't have <laughs> kids in the movies. Uh, I don't. I, maybe a little un, maybe a little clueless, a little out of touch with with their own abilities.
0: It's possible.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I think. I don't think there are many great (laughs) mothers in comics (laughs) because, I mean, like this, there's always some force trying to act on their kids and turn them against each other or,
1: Hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean,
0: you'd mentioned the Incredibles earlier.
1: I did because Jack-Jack just, you know, wasn't until Incredibles 2 that we really saw any kind of power coming from him. And then it was all over the place.
0: Yeah. And, And even then they'd left their kid. To go save the world, but... Right, right. They was, still left was their up kid. <laughs> to, up
1: to the father, and he did an awesome job. Yeah. Yep. So, number two? Two, yeah. Number two is Spider-Woman. Jes- Jessica yep. Drew. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are into comics. <laughs> and had a baby, Jerry.
0: Yeah. And this was pretty new. This was like a... Uh, social commentary basically showing that yeah we can have really powerful female characters but let's see how they act like they can be really powerful but also be a great person have a family life and be a mom and balance all of this and it's a really powerful statement to have mothers in comic books
1: and interestingly enough it says in a description that i read that Jessica Drew put her desire for motherhood on the back burner while she lived out a diverse superhero career. Mm-hmm. So to me, it mean, that would mean that she had her career first and then her children, but moms are always balancing career and family, so you have to wonder, even when she did have children, if she sometimes wanted to go back and do that. Caped Crusader, save the world stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, this is really new, so they can... I'm sure they have a lot of stories planned for Jessica Drew and Jerry. I don't... Again, I don't read Spider-Woman comics. I'm not too familiar with the character. So I don't don't even know who the father is, but... This is the Marvelous Moms podcast. We're not talking about the fathers.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, um, like any mom... There's always a little bit of sleep-deprived, little bit less energetic, frazzled people.
0: Which would probably be more or amplifi- amplified when you're a superhero.
1: Absolutely, aren't all moms superheroes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we moving on? Sure. I really didn't three. know much about Spider Woman. No. Um, I know in the movies, Jessica Jones, who was number three, didn't have any children, but in the comics, she has two children. Three children? Two.
0: I thought she only had one. Nope,
1: sorry. You're right. I'm looking at the wrong note. Uh. (laughs) Yes, one child. A girl. Danielle.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And based on what you know from the TV show, because... After the TV show, Jessica Jones kind of got written in a way to make TV show viewers more familiar with the character. So the character, for the most part, is like the same as a TV show in the comics now, if that makes any sense. Um, So what how do you think Jessica Jones would cope with being a mother?
1: (laughs) She'd be totally stressed out. (laughs) Either that or he'd be she or he would be one heck of a street fighter. Because she's um, she's a pretty good fighter. Mm-hmm. So she might take her child with her to places like a gym or, I don't know, a, a case that she might be on. <laughs> oh, that would
0: be funny. She's like in a dark alley, but trying to spy on someone, but trying to keep her baby quiet.
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: or she could just give it to Jessica Jones. I mean, uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is the father.
1: Right. Um, Luke Cage is a street fighter. Yeah. Street level fighter. Street level, fighter. So I'm assuming he knows of her abilities?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so... They're both superheroes. So she goes out on a job and she says, here, take the kid.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It's interesting to think, too, what these kids might grow up to be. If they yeah. want, if they want a normal life, quote unquote, normal life, or if they're just going to continue in their parents' footsteps.
0: I feel like Jessica Jones would be the kind of person who's just having a peaceful afternoon. Like maybe she just put the baby to, to sleep and she's like, okay, I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to work on a case that I have, now that I have time. But then she gets a call from like Iron Fist and he's like, hey, there's someone in Central Park that we need help with. And she just... She gets so exasperated just grabs the baby because she can't find a sitter in time. Just grabs the baby, flies over to Central Park, just punches the guy out and goes back.
1: Maybe she carries the baby in a papoose. You know, like those little things that moms wear. Right.
0: Yeah. Over her costume. (laughs) I can see it.
1: (laughs) That's funny. All right. Yeah, I
0: think the TV personality of Jessica Jones would translate really well into the comics. So we can infer what she'd be like.
1: The TV series Jessica Jones. I never would have envisioned her as a parent.
0: Oh, she'd have to go nine months without a drink.
1: Well, that that would be an issue. But I, she's just such a free spirit, and she's just always doing something dangerous. That, although she is a bit promiscuous, um, is she? It doesn't surprise me that she would have a child, but it surprises me that she would want a child. Mm. Yeah. All right. Are we moving I on? I guess it
0: kind of su- it could surprise anyone that any of these heroes would want a child cuz they've gone through so much trauma.
1: That's true.
0: Speaking of trauma, let's go on to the next marvelous mom. Jean Grey. Jean, Jean Grey. And as much as I love Jean Grey, she is not winning any awards for Best Mom. Hmm. Mostly because she never really actually had any of these kids.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of the kids that are in, or all the kids that the comics bring up are from other timelines or other dimensions, so the Jean Grey that we know has never actually had any of these kids. And not with Cyclops or Scott Summers, Um, it's very very weird to think about that these kids who are adults, they're grown up now, come over into the 616, the prime Marvel universe, uh, and find a Jean Grey who's like, oh, okay, I just have another kid now, I'll call you, you can call me mom, because what else is she going to do? Anyway, do you want to read a little bit about Jean Grey?
1: Well, I know that um, she was married to Cyclops. She's got three alternate timeline children. (laughs) There's um, a boy named Cable, a boy named Nate, Nate Gray, and a daughter named Rachel Summers.
0: Right. So fun fact, well, Cable is the superhero name, Mm -hmm. Um, but his name is also Nathaniel uh, Gray, no, Summers. I think he's Nathaniel Summers and there's a Nate Gray. It's oh, confusing. Okay.
1: Yeah. I guess she liked the name Nate.
0: Or some version
1: of her did. <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually, I think. So, Jean Gray, you know, she dies a lot. Yes. I think you know yeah, that Yes. Much. Oh, yeah. She, she dies yeah, a yeah. lot. So,
1: yeah.
0: And so, at one point, she had a clone who was named Madeline Pryor. And Scott decided that... or Ma- Her, she was a flight attendant and he met her and fell in love and apparently the fact that she was a clone and looked exactly like his ex-wife didn't bother him at all because he got married to her again, her clone, Madeline Pryor, and had a kid. So this was the, uh, the prime Marvel universe. And I think they had Cable. I think it was Cable. Yeah. Okay. The other two came from other timelines. But either way, so cable he contracted a techno organic virus and had to be sent to the future uh to, in order to be taken care of but then they just like didn't check on the kid again because he was in the future so when he grew up and the techno organic virus was halted he came back and he's a time traveler
1: oh i was gonna say he might actually become a villain because he was just left mm by his parents in, in a futuristic world and then would build resentment toward them and eventually become a villain. So, But he does come back.
0: He comes back. He's a time traveler, so he goes wherever he wants to. Um, Nate Gray is similar to Franklin Richards. He has these dimensional powers. And most recently that I know of, he like took all the X-Men and shunted them into... The Age of X-Men was what it's, what's, what it's called, um, where everyone's a mutant, everyone's happy, but no one remembers, like, the other timeline. So he's a little twisted. And then, who's the other one?
1: Rachel? Rachel, Rachel Summers. Rachel
0: Summers came from also the future, of course, <laughs> uh, or is dystopian, and mutants were hunted, and Rachel has telekinesis and telepathy again. So she was like brainwashed into being a hound for the mutants um, to hunt down the mutants in her timeline. Broke free, came back to the past, I guess. Her, well, yeah, to her past. Okay. To our timeline, you know. Okay. Or, you know, Jean, the Jean Grey that we know, her timeline. But Rachel's good. I like that character.
1: So anyway,
0: three kids, (laughs) but she hasn't really met any of them in their childhood. So she's not winning any... Mom of the So rides.
1: she gives birth never meets them?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Okay,
1: that's that's pretty strange.
0: That's the X-Men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking
0: of strange.
1: <laughs> oh, you got to love this character coming up. You've got to love her. If you saw Endgame, you've got to love this. It's Scarlet Witch. I, I swear, she is my alter ego. <laughs> she is so badass. I just love her. <laughs> um, but she does have her her issues.
0: She has some issues. Not so much in the movies. Well, she has, like... She's emotionally scarred in the movies. But in the comics, she's way worse. <laughs> um, but I, I was talking about in previous episodes, too, that one scene in Endgame where she comes back and just tears into Thanos... Yes. Like she was about to kill him, single-handedly, the big three couldn't take him on. But she just comes in, starts. Never underestimate the at her
1: power of a him. mom when she gets angry. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, she wasn't a mom in the movies. No, but, but... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: same character. So yeah, um, Scarlet Witch. She she had kids with Vision, so kind of weird. What do you think about that? First of all.
1: That she had kids with Vision.
0: Yeah. Vision is that green guy. Who, right. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, well, I'm, what do you mean? What do I think of that?
0: Well, it's weird. Because Vision is an android.
1: Uh, right. <laughs> He's like yeah, a created person. That that would be a... <laughs> that, yeah, I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> a little
0: weird. It's like she couldn't find an actual human good enough for her. So she's like, oh, I'll go with a robot next. But actually, in the in one comic series with the Scarlet Witch and Vision, they started to build up and say that there was an actual human consciousness that was, like, implanted into the Vision's body, so they tried to pull him off as an actual human, just in a synthetic body. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, one day, the X-Men are fighting, as they do, and the Scarlet Witch goes insane and she mutters the words "no more mutants," and because of her powers with prob- her hex powers with probability, she eliminates the X gene from all but like one hundred ninety three mutants on the planet, putting them towards extinction. But also creating a pocket dimension, where called uh, a, the oh House of M that was it, uh where where Magneto rules. Over mutant or over, over the humans and mutants, um, but the Scarlet Witch envisioned they're in this their little house thing and they're happy with their kids that Scarlet Witch created because she's insane.
1: So she's not really a biological mom. She never really had these children. I think,
0: I think she did, and the kids died, which pushed her over to over the edge, which made her. Create them again, another, another in another dimension. dimension. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she definitely is a bit on the mentally incapacitated side. Right. So again, and, X-Men, and maybe a little cured. hallucinogenic. Mm. Yeah. Um, I it's that aside. I still think she's one amazing fighter.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just so rooted in the character that she has a lot of trauma. She has a lot of emotional issues, and that's how. Her character builds. Like, that's what her character's built on, too. Especially with her dad being Magneto.
1: Yes, that would... Um, that would make for an interesting family reunion. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> There's actually some... Like, back in the 70s or 80s, there were, like, Thanksgiving issues where everyone would go over to the Scarlet Witch Envision's Vision's house and then Magneto would show up and then it'll be like, Whoa! Are we going to fight? And he's like, no, I'm just here with my daughter on Thanksgiving. Just another
1: (laughs) normal Thanksgiving at the, oh, okay. It's Scarlet. Oh, well that would.
0: Comics get weird and weirder when you deal with the X-Men.
1: Okay. Speaking of X-Men. Oh, but. You've got more.
0: But she's a good mom. I would say she's a good mom.
1: Well, I didn't read the comics. Maybe you could let me borrow one sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a mother always has a good h- spot in her heart, no matter what kind of a mother she is. She's got a good spot in her heart for her kids. Mm-hmm. But again, speaking of X Men, there's another X Men mother coming up. Yeah. In our number six. Six spot. Yep, six spot. And that is none other than Mystique.
0: That's right. Mystique, also not winning any great awards for being a mom, (laughs) especially given, you know, what she does on a daily daily basis. Um, But Mystique had three kids. And do you know who her kids are?
1: Uh, Well, one of them really, when I found out about it, really confused me. She's got... um, Two two kids. One is Blue Nightcrawler.
0: Well, he's blue, but his name okay. is
1: Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. And I hopefully I'm not making anybody else have their mouth drop open like mine did. Rogue. Mm-hmm. Rogue would be one of her children. Which my first reaction was, who did she get busy with to have Rogue? And... In the movie, the X-Men movie, who are the people that are raising her as their own child? Did they adopt her?
0: Right. So, I think that Rogue, or Mystique is technically Rogue's adoptive or adoptive mother, but basically mother overall. Um, I think it was Mystique that... that allowed or made Rogue join the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, originally. Uh, it was the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants that made Rogue go attack Carol Danvers of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, but she touched Captain Marvel for a little too long and then permanently absorbed her powers and had this whole uh, breakdown because she couldn't sort out the memories of the powers, and then that's when she went over to the X-Men, to Xavier, and she was like, help me. <laughs> I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> I just like talking about the X-Men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the X-Men are especially after well X-Men have been kind of forgotten because of all of the 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 help me out the movie the re- issues the rights. The right, movie issues rights, but now we're probably going to see a little bit more of them coming back in to Marvelous universe. Mhm. Um, it'll be interesting because I think that's where I first was introduced to Marvel was through X Men.
0: The movie, the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie um, was actually groundbreaking because it really was the first, maybe aside from Blade, but it was the first large scale superhero movie where, like, Blade was a vampire, but, like, you knew about vampires. You didn't really know about mutants. So this was the mm-hmm. first breakthrough that helped. Not just Marvel, but the superhero genre pick up.
1: I was never one to read a lot of comics, comic books when I was a kid. And if I did, it was Archie and Jughead or Peanuts. Okay. So this Marvel education has been enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mystique
0: actually had a third kid, and I believe biological. Um, yeah, biological with Sabretooth. mm mm-hmm from yeah uh from the brotherhood and do you know Sabretooth? he was in the movies
1: um i think i know which one he was yeah okay kind of yeah. wolverine yes Samus. yeah yes
0: yeah. uh she had a kid with him in the comics <laughs> should specify uh, it, it is
1: yeah no i should specify oh, not. In but the it, it is specified here in my notes yes i have cheat notes <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and this kid was named Graydon creed and neither of the neither Mystique nor Sabretooth really wanted this kid, so they just gave him up. But Graydon Creed found out that he was adopted and given up by two mutants and decided from that point on he hated mutants. So he went on a mutant anti mutant mutant tirade and became a bad guy.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So the
0: apple doesn't fall far from the tree in that aspect. I guess Except not. they're on opposing sides. <laughs>
1: it does also state in here that Mystique would not be likely picked for mother of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she does not have a mug sitting in her kitchen that says best mom ever.
0: She does have her moments, though. Like, she still cares for her kids, especially Rogue. She checks up on Rogue in the comics from time to time. And every time Rogue is like, okay... What's going to go down here? And we're going to fight. And Mystique's like, no, I'm your mom. We don't do that.
1: <laughs> huh. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be a little leery of a mom coming to visit that was like Mystique's. Yeah. Yeah. But why are you here? Here's money. I, I, I have no money. <laughs> it's ten bucks. Go. <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> like, um, Rogue got married recently in the comics. And Mystique showed up and she found out and she was like, Whoa. What are you doing here? Like, if you had to disguise yourself as someone else to sneak in, you clearly weren't invited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. But yes. she was allowed to
0: stay because she was her mother.
1: Did she stay as herself? Yeah, I think so. Good for her. So there is a little bit of love and Yeah, the... a
0: little bit of motherly yeah. love.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we're moving on to number 7 now. Yeah,
0: who's a much better mother than like any of the ones you've mentioned so far?
1: I have a lot of respect for this woman. She her she just exudes respect, I think. And that would be Thor's mom, Freya. Yeah. She's hard but fair, always elegant and composed.
0: The extent of my Freya knowledge goes pretty much as far as yours, I think, and that's based off the movies. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, she would never be one of my favorite characters based on the movies, but in Endgame she had a really good, she had a really good screen time and a really good character That one moment with Thor, yeah, Yeah. that
1: was really touching.
0: Yeah, like, that was better than her, like, her whole role in Thor 1 and Thor the Dark World. That was a really good portrayal of her.
1: She's got two children who are total opposites, and yet she loves and cares for each one of them just as much, as equally as she can, and tries to teach them right right through adulthood. Yeah, and beyond.
0: I mean, when you're one of your kids is called the God of Mischief, but you still manage to have. A stable relationship with him. I think that's a pretty good motherly instinct.
1: Yeah, she's she's just um, she's a very classy lady. I can see that. Very classy lady. Yep. Um, do we want to go to number eight?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: No, not yes. Eight. Sorry, eight. We kind of put on our list. It didn't come from the list that Marvel put out, but we felt that it was important to include her. And that would be Pepper Potts Stark.
0: That's right. Again, based off of Avengers Endgame. Because, like I've said, we're never going to stop talking about that movie. I <laughs> No.
1: no. Um, but Pepper is... Um, I think she's... She's obviously, from Endgame, has proven to be a very loving, caring, nurturing mother. And I think that she will continue to be... I don't think that Morgan, who... I have to say is not in the comics. Correct. But Morgan will, I think always grow up knowing that her, both of her parents love her very much.
0: Yeah. Especially when one of her parents spoilers died to save all of reality.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I found out that morgan was not in the comics i had commented to joe don't rule her out in future episodes she's gonna grow up she's gonna take after her dad but then joe popped my bubble and said she's not in the comics (laughs) (laughs) but i still say in the future if there is a character to be based off of morgan stark in the endgame don't rule her out. She's going to be an intelligent, worthy opponent.
0: Right, and because she's not in the comics, that just gives the writers and directors free reign with this character. Mm. They could do whatever whatever they want with okay.
1: her. But, but like, um, unlike Mystique, who would not win Mother of the Year award, I think Pepper Potts could.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: She would have a cupboard full of Mom of the Year <laughs> mugs.
0: Although, according to Tony, Morgan only loves her about, what was it, seven in the 900 right, range? Right, right,
1: yes. Yeah, he was 1,000. 3,000. 3,000. 3,000, yeah. That may change as Pepper <laughs> moves into mother-slash-father role. Right. Uh, didn't we throw the number nine in as well? She This next yeah. amazing woman was not on Marvel list, but we felt it was important to include her. Right. And that would be? Aunt May. Yep. Peter Parker's aunt.
0: Yeah. Again, not his mother, but a motherly figure, and that definitely counts for Mother's Day.
1: Definitely. Um, Aunt May was married to Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben was brother to Peter's father. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it seems natural that Peter would go and live with them after his parents died. And Aunt May definitely did a good job of stepping in as mom role.
0: I like how in all of the movie iterations, we get different actresses and definitely different ages of Aunt May. (laughs) Yes. But it's, at the core, it's the same character. Like, every time it's very nurturing, it's very motherly. You know, it's... There's just a... It's a fundamental character that definitely fits in for a Mother's Day episode.
1: There were times where Peter would come in very late or come in with bruises or not check in with her, and and she would be extremely worried and upset.
0: And I'm excited for Marissa Tomei's version. So in the in the movies now, because she knows now that Spider that Peter Parker is Spider Man, mm-hmm. which isn't something we've seen in the movies. So I'm excited to see. How I that have it goes. seen
1: commercials. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't, you get an image, like I know Connor has mentioned several times the Spider-Man that he likes, and why should we move on and make new ones and new ones and change the characters, and I think I'm I'm kind of stuck in his mindset there, because why do we have to keep switching up the characters? But
0: because different movie rights, different cinematic universes. No, no, I get it, I get
1: why, but at the same time it just yeah i don't know (laughs) connor i'm right there with you bud (laughs) and did you have anything more about aunt may
0: aunt may she once married james jonah jameson the newspaper reporter or not the reporter but like the head guy which was interesting i don't know too much about that except that it happened Hmm. but i don't think many people like want to remember that so it's just kind of right it's been um, retroactively
1: swept under the rug yeah yeah okay I never heard of that (laughs) so and then we come to our number 10 spot another amazing woman right up there with Freya I always mispronounce her name this would be Romanda Black Panther's mother Mm-hmm. Romanda, another very classy traditional woman.
0: Yeah, the Queen of Wakanda. And yeah. my knowledge <laughs> again only goes as far as the movies, but Angela Bassett did a great job at really like yeah, portraying the queen, the regality, rig, if that's a word.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she always had even even when Black Panther was fighting for his title, she always had a very sophisticated air about her. I mean, every punch he took, I think she felt, yet she remained composed.
0: But you can tell, too, that she has a really strong connection with her kids, T'Challa and Shuri. Uh, especially from the movie, mm-hmm. when T'Challa comes back into town, um, and he walks away, but flips him off. Yes, she knows. She's like, she, I don't know. There's a line She's without like, even seeing
1: that. it. Without even seeing it, but you know that's just the the old adage that moms have eyes in the back of their heads. <laughs> so, I know that as as a mother and as an educator, I I can truly, I, I truly love the the thought of. A mother knowing all, seeing all, and hearing all. So you never underestimate a mom.
0: And that is our Marvelous Mom list. After that, I think it's safe to say that the number one Mom of the Year award would go to Molly Weasley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she definitely deserves Mom of the Year award. She's been through a lot.
0: But again, this list wasn't ranked. It was just marvelous mothers of the Marvel universe. Um, any other comments?
1: Um, not no. I don't think so. Yeah, it was just it was fun doing this with you.
0: Well, if you think that we missed an important marvelous mom, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Marvel Therapy Group. Or for Twitter, it's at Therapy Marvel. Also, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen, you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, which you know because you are listening to it right now. So YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and then a couple other apps. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that may be listening. Tell your own mother, happy Mother's Day. Tune in again next week.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another
1: Marvel Therapy Group session.